This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Well, I'm feeling good now. It's about 8.45 here, quarter to nine on Sunday morning. I got up about 6.30 this morning, slept in a little bit. Seems to be a pattern on Sundays, I don't know. Last Sunday, sleeping until 7, I think it was. It's almost noon at that point, almost time for lunch. <laughs> uh, I felt good when I got up. I guess I needed a little rest, but I was a little groggy. And I got a lot to do. Wait till I tell you what's going on. Lots to talk about here that I got to keep kind of capped at a minimum or a certain length, I guess. But anyway, I woke up. I felt um, a little groggy. I was working 13 hours yesterday, getting the edits done on the new book. Yeah, I'll give you a little update. But anyway, I was just loving every minute of it, by the way. Did not go outside. When I say I did not go outside, I don't mean that I wasn't outside at all. I meant I didn't spend my you know, normal five hours out there, whatever the case might be. And uh, I was stuck down here in this office, this studio, which I have big dreams. I want to totally redo this. This uh, as I look, I want something brighter in here. It's, I think I think I wanted it like a cave, and now that it's like a cave, I don't like it like a cave. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I was working hard yesterday. I woke up. I felt all groggy. Well, a little steak and eggs. I've been restricting my calories, as you might know. Um, haven't really had any junk food to speak of. You know what I had yesterday? I had a couple of marshmallows. That was my my little treat there, first time this month. I'm not really doing like the full-on cleanse detox thing like I normally do. And lo and behold, don't you know the results are fantastic? Losing weight, I feel, um, I don't know. It's just been easier. I don't know how to say it. I'm just doing my thing. And I think I told you, rather than doing 100% for a month and then having like a big cheat day or something like that, that's kind of the normal cycle I go through. I thought, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go 80%. You know, I had a couple beers on Friday night. You know, normally I wouldn't be drinking at all. Buddy of mine stopped by. We had two beers. Big deal. Two light beers, 200 calories. It was great. I enjoyed it. Fell asleep early, got up early Saturday morning, and normally I wouldn't do that. Anyway, I've been working out hard. I was working hard yesterday. I wake up, I'm groggy, and I'm like, I need to eat. That's what my body's telling me, and I did. I had steak and eggs, which I made yesterday. I made these two big boneless uh, strips or whatever they were. Nice cuts, nothing fancy. Threw them, threw them down on the grill. And I uh, just cooked two of them, had one left over for this purpose, for breakfast. Made some extra eggs. Later today, I'm going to have uh, bacon cheeseburgers. Ho, ho, ho. I, listen, it's the weekend. I want some meat. I'm probably going to have a roll. There's another thing. I wouldn't normally do that. I, ooh, a roll. <laughs> um, 
I remind myself, you know, I'm not looking for 0% body fat here. And uh, my weight's down. I, I met my end-of-the-month goal. And I want to keep going. I was looking I was looking at where I was at before I uh, fell and had that concussion. And uh, I was down in the 230s, which I'm like 6'6". That's pretty lean. I could, pro- I could go lower. I could have went, but I was lean then. And I, I felt like a beast cranking out those pull-ups. So I thought, well, why not get back down there again? I think I might just do it. I find myself very comfortable now eating one meal a day. Anyway, today I was hungry because, uh, like I said, I've been restricting my calories. I had this big steak and eggs. And something, I just, I wasn't, uh, what's the word, satiated, satiated? I don't know how to say it beyond my comp. I don't talk like that. I was satiated. I wasn't satiated. I was still hungry. <laughs> and so I thought, well, let me make my apple smoothie drink. You know, it's just an apple. You get the skin, everything in there, pureed up, water it down. It's like, you know, creamy apple juice. I like it. Apple juice with pulp, I guess you could say. I like it. Very refreshing. Still wasn't getting it. We had these two great apples. Somebody sent us uh, from our family for... For Christmas, you know, one of these mixed variety things where I guess they're preserving all the the legacy. It's great. Pears, some incredible pears in there. I pureed them up too. Drink those. Drink my fruit. Anyway, I just find it easier to digest the skin and whatnot and the taste. It's nice. A little, little bit of ice in there. Cool it down. Nice and chilled. Call me crazy. Anyway, I'm having the apple juice drink and still not feeling full. And I had two apples that I had mixed together because one was a little sour, and I'm not I'm not much of a sour guy. You probably know I'm more of a sweet guy. <laughs> and so I had a little apple and peanut butter then. That did the trick. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I'm ready to hit the trail, but I can't. Um, I got to be back here in the studio in the office again today. And that is because I got a lot going on. New book. It's on schedule, I'm happy to say. Hot dog. We're looking for March. There was a time, if you remember, I thought maybe I'd get it out for Christmas. I was like, it's not going to be Christmas. It'll be right after the New Year. But damn, uh, I had to move. I told you all about this. I had some other things going on. You know, I got a lot of balls in the air. And a lot of financial commitments that come along with it. And, uh, you know, I'm not JBL Got Rocks over here with the, you know, bottomless well of money that I can just siphon off of, you know, books, radio shows, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, so, you know, we've got to plan our, our finances out, believe it or not. Imagine that in this day and age. I know it's unheard of, but we still do it. And, uh, so I just was waiting to see how the priorities would fall. And lo and behold, everything has come together just fine as I suspected. But um, I like to pay cash, you know what I'm saying? And I want to make sure I had the cash available. And I have big hopes for the radio show and the book. But anyway, I got all the edits done in the book. There's some more material that I have to create, like ancillary stuff. And it should be ready to put in the order. should be ready to put in the order. What will happen then, we've got the cover done, the final manuscript. It'll go to formatting. 
And there's two formattings. They'll do the, the book formatting and they'll do the ebook formatting. And um, once I approve that formatting, I get a final PDF of the final book to review and approve. And boom, off to print we go. It's exciting, exciting stuff. This book and the message in this book, I'm telling you, um, it's inspiring. It is. It's, I, I, it's my only goal to inspire people by the sheer tenacity of, of what went on there. The Marines of that time, our unit, you know, it's, it's just such a funny story. We were like the bad news bears in some ways. Myself included, you know, it's lucky. I was lucky I could get out of my own way. I look back at some of my younger shenanigans, um, you know, talking about money and financial planning, by the way. I didn't do any of that when I was younger. I, <laughs> I didn't know them. I'll tell you my financial planning. So if you got it, spend it, baby. <laughs> but, but lo and behold, you know, I did learn some lessons. It took a little, a little bit. <laughs> it took more than one one or two mistakes, and even in business, boy, some of the mistakes, I could tell you, and the prices I paid for it. But guess what? I didn't quit. I kept going. And that's just the whole theme of the, the book, the Battle of Kafchi, the United States Marines at the Battle of Kafchi. The book is called Victory Over Chaos, and you can learn more about that at projectchaos.org. Uh, I think I said the other day, .com. It's not. Project Chaos. .org. I'll put it here in the show notes below, projectchaos.org. It's very simple, easy to remember, right? Projectchaos.org. It's meant to be easy to remember. Get out. I did something right. Well, we'll see if I did. I can tell you there's already people, there's already traffic. People are already signing up. Um, and I haven't even had remotely time to start really reaching out to people yet. It's phenomenal. You'll see the book there. You'll get a sneak peek at the cover. It's incredible. I was telling you the story about that. The back cover has a little blurb on there. You can see that, uh, what the book is about. But then also, as you've heard me discussing, later today for you, tomorrow for me, Martin Luther King's birthday, I know, but it's going to be the opening debut of the Project Chaos radio show live on WWDB 860 AM in Philadelphia. The show that I grew up listening to, my dream to do this, that quite frankly I gave up on. I really did. And it wasn't that I gave up on it. I just didn't think it would ever happen. And then, boom, on my birthday, I get this text. And then the opening debut is on the birthday of my brother, Michael, who is the one who told me to write the book. How incredible is that? It's an amazing story. And the idea behind the radio show is to share with you the stories from veterans. You can get an idea of how veterans think. And I know that's scary stuff. Believe me, I'm scared to death. But I think people really learn something. I really do. You get to hear these, these conversations and what my brothers are saying, not just me. And I think you'll be amazed. I really do. I know. I know the labels. We get labeled, you know, PTSD, angry veterans, nut jobs, 
white nationalists, whatever the case might be. And it's all lies, all of it. We're not racists. We're um, pro-America, pro-Constitution. And and the other thing, you know, I think they say a lot of, you know, Marines in particular are brainwashed, and that's not true. Now, I'm not going to tell you that every Marine out there is, you know, high IQ. <laughs> but many Marines, most Marines are able to think for themselves, able to look at things analytically and decide for themselves. Either way, I think the stories will be phenomenal. There will be some fun, of course. Well, I hope there will be some fun. Today, Monday, January 15th, the opening debut, Project Chaos, live on WWDB Radio. I'm getting uh, I'm getting uh, butterflies in my stomach just thinking about it. Go to projectchaos.org. Sign up for the email list there. I'll keep, uh, keep in touch with you, keep you updated on the book and the radio show. I'm hoping that the radio show I'll put out as a podcast. There's a link there. I believe you should be able to listen live. It'll be at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. I think you can listen live with that link. I haven't tested that or verified that. And I haven't verified that I'll be able to get the audio files down to be able to post that as a podcast. So uh, one step at a time. But that's my goal. We're going to have interviews. I'll be back the following Monday, the 22nd. And uh, I have a special interview I'm not going to announce just yet. I spoke to him the other night. He said yes. And I'm very excited about it. I think this is a guy you'll enjoy hearing from. It's going to be good. I'll let you know on that as we get closer. So it's an exciting project, something unique, something different. It's going to be a radio show like no other, I promise you. It really will. I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, Fifteen minutes of that. You're welcome. I'm excited. You can tell. Here's the big story I wanted to share with you. and I just had some updates on some other little things. Uh, well, let me move this up here to this below this story. We'll stay in order. Uh, The headline is about the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, not properly reporting on its budget to the tune of $7 billion. I don't know. Then I read $12 billion. They underreported expenses. And um, by about 12%, there's like a 10% delta on this thing. And part of what I I see here is, well, $7 billion, the federal, is that even a lot? If it was seven trillion, would it be? I don't think people even know if it's a lot or not. Well, you know, compare it to your city budget and see if it's a lot. You know, they could take care of the city for a year, or it could seriously put a dent in in the homeless problem for that kind of money. And in this case, the environmental protection agencies is eh, not reporting it. So. You know, of course, me being me, you know, you say, man, blah, 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 blah. another agency is sloppy. You know, the books are 10%. They're off 10%. But it was exactly that that stuck in my mind. Let me tell you something. you got to think like a sniper. you got to be aware of your, hyper aware of what's going on. you got to look and see what is going on with this. 
Why are they reporting this and not that? They reported the amount, not the percentage. You know, if they could have, if they really wanted to help the EPA, they could say, you know, there was a 10% oversight at the EPA in, in reporting oversight. It's not like they don't know where the money went. They do know where the money went. They just didn't put it out there for the public to see. Interesting. But it was only 10%. Only 10%. $7 billion, 10%. That's a lot of coin. Especially if it goes into the hands of a few individuals. So I say, you know, just let me just see. Maybe, maybe there's a possibility that I can find out where this money that wasn't reported was spent on. Lo and behold. Lo and behold. I went to my investigative department of the Christopher Scott show. I went down there to the department head and I rattled his chain and I said, I need some investigative journalism up here. I need you to dig into this. I want you to send out whoever as much resources as we need to. Go descend on the Capitol. <laughs> All right, I found this on the internet. <laughs> um, the money that wasn't reported was for the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund. Oh, you don't say. Grants. Oh, a full... 10% of the department budget going to grants for the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund. Now, these grants at the federal government, I'm telling you, these grants are the kiss of death. They should be made illegal. It's horrible what's going on. They're all corrupt. I'll just get right to the punchline. It's all corrupt. I happen to see this random headline about the EPA. I kid you not. Don't th- I, there's no investigative department. There's no investigative news. I don't know. I probably saw it on Twitter or on Drudge Schmudge. That's gone completely to pot. You know, I, wherever I saw it, somebody, somebody, maybe somebody sent it to me. I don't even know. The headline catches my eye. Waste at the EPA. I talk about corruption. Boom. I put it in the swipe file. It comes up for today. That's all. That's all. You know, they weren't reported. So then I just decide to dig a little deeper. I find out how corrupt it is. Wait till I tell you. The guy behind it and where the money's going. It's remarkable, really. And I'm talking about the radio show, not the jump around, but the the premise of the radio show, the foundation of the radio show, is the lies told about the Battle of Kafchi for 33 years now. And we're going to tell the truth about it. And you know what I found? I went back and I was researching uh, historic marine battles. And as I started to cross-reference all the information, you know what I found? I found that they're all lied about. And all to make the Marines look worse, if you can believe it or not. It's unbelievable. When you read these stories of how incredible they are, and yet they've still tried to cast the Marines on it in a worse light. I'm going to get into more of that with Project Chaos. I think some of it I did. I feel like I talked about Bella Wood, Iwo Jima, when I uncovered this. But anyway, the point being this. I happen to go look into a random Marine battle. I start cross-referencing the history. I'm like, this is a bunch of damn lies. Meant to paint a whole different story than the truth. Why? You have to wonder. Point being, 
All right? They're, they're just lying about all of them. You can't trust any of the history written about these things. I'm not saying there's not a little bit of truth. Yes, you know, this bomb was dropped. This campaign was launched. Anyway, as I look into these different government agencies and these grant programs, they're all corrupt. Every single one. You pull any random one. I pull a random story out about the APL. I'm like, oh, my God. What the hell have I stumbled on here? So I love how everybody says now they're not, and I'm not suicidal. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not really worried about being taken out. I'm not going to go easily just to be up front. Um, anyway, I look into this greenhouse gas reduction front grant not reported by the EPA. What's going on here? I'm sure it's just a simple oversight. It's a new program. Just relax, you conspiracy whack jobs. Ah, it's all good. This is Joe Biden. This is, how do I, I can't do the John Claude Wacko uh, impersonation. This president has done more for the environment than, than, than all the other presidents combined. And even all the, all the other world leaders combined, he's done so much, Joe Biden. <laughs> What, what has he done? Let's talk about it, okay? So as part of the uh, Infrastructure Scam Act that they passed, the largest spending scam in American history, on top of the COVID scam that they did like three, boy, they, they did that like three times. They pulled that lever, huh? COVID stimulus, boom, yay, that worked. Do it again, now do it again. Ah, we better do infrastructure. Call it infrastructure. No, call it inflation reduction. But it'll really be infrastructure, but not really. It'll be really for green stuff, but not really. Oh, that's where we're at now. Let me tell you. Who's the eligible re recipients of the Greenhouse Reduction Fund? Local government, I'll tell you about that. Native tribal entity. State governments, I'll tell you about that. And the last one I'll tell you about when I'm done. Eligible recipients. State and local governments, these uh, grants are actually good. Opportunities for governments to use government buildings, government properties, uh, to create really microgrids in some cases, and I am a big fan of it, at least here in Pennsylvania. You get much further north, I think you got to question the validity of it. But from Pennsylvania down below, I do believe that solar has viability. And I've seen it firsthand, and it, and it can be good. Locally generated, clean energy. I, you know how I feel about it. I'm not saying it's the end all to be all. I'm not saying cut off the gas, and it's not even why I bring it up. There's other reasons why I do. Okay, so, you know, how much of this is actually being spent by state and local governments? Well, I can assure you it is very, 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 very little, if any. But then there's this other category of eligible recipients, and this is where it's really going. non Profits. Program purpose. Economic development. Hmm. Economic development. Environmental cleanup. Hmm. Health and safety. Other infrastructure. Does any of that line up with the words greenhouse gas reduction fund? Oh, solar for all, it says. I forgot that part. Solar for all. So, reserved for energy communities. No. <laughs> Where'd the money go? 
I, that's where the, my investigative department fell short. Nobody seems to know. Seven billion. It's like the billion dollars in New York City that the ex that de Blasio's phony wife spent for so-called health care. Probably came from one of these funds. Health and safety. There you go. Nobody knows where this money's going. Well, but somebody's got to be watching the farm, right? Well, there sure is. There sure is. Somebody is keeping an eye on it. Nice, handsome black guy. He looks like Denzel Washington. I'm not making that up. Good North Carolina young man, born in 1976. Michael Stanley Reagan. Sounds like he comes from a great family. I'm not being sarcastic. Reagan is the son of Mavis Reagan, a nurse of nearly 30 years, and Zeb Reagan, a Vietnam War veteran and retired colonel in the North Carolina Army National Guard. Amazing. He has a brother and a sister. He grew up hunting and fishing with his father and his grandfather. He attended North Carolina State University. He got a Bachelor of Science in Earth and Environmental Science. He went on to George Washington University in D.C., where he received a Master in Public Administration. He began his career as an environmental regulator for the EPA during the Clinton and Bush administration from 1998 to 2008. Then he joined the uh, Environmental Defense Fund, where he ultimately became the Associate Vice President for Clean uh, Energy and a Southeast Regional Director. He remained there for eight years. What is the Environmental Defense Fund? A United States-based nonprofit environmental advocacy group. Group is known for its work on global warming, ecosystem restoration, oceans, and human health. Advocate and advocates using sound science, economics, and law to push its environmental agenda. This guy is the epitome of the swamp. I wonder what his parents would say today about these endeavors. Crazy. This is what I'm talking about with the American college. I bet he was fine until he went to, uh, went to Washington, D.C. to go to college. It's probably where he got indoctrinated there. And they told him, you can make a lot of money, young man. And I bet he is. I bet he is. I wonder how much money is going back to that nonprofit that he was the executive or what have you. This is how the game works. This is the swamp, this intertwining of private and public sector. They're benefiting and we lose. I just pulled this story up by random and did a simple little Internet research. I'm not, I'm not trying to vilify Mr. Michael Reagan. <clears throat> I don't know the guy. But all I do know is he's never held a private sector job sans the nonprofit that appears to be well government funded. Is this all done by plan and design? Some CIA operatives or who knows who recruiting and building, training, People to work in government? It needs to go away. 
It's become way, way too toxic. That combining of law, that's the part that makes it corrupt. And the exchange of money, of course. So then, I just happen to have this in the same file, if you think I'm kidding. Philadelphia nonprofit executives spent millions on entertainment and sketchy contracts. This is where this money gets funneled down to, I guarantee you. Millions of dollars were drained from the accounts of Community Council for Mental Health in West Philadelphia. This isn't even for the city as a whole. This is the same thing as New York. And I'll bet you it's being funneled. I don't know if it's that exact greenhouse gas reduction fund, but I guarantee you that's where the money's coming from. It's being funneled down into Democrats, largely black Democrats, and it's all a giant payoff. Corrupt at the very least. Wasted money at the very, very least. How much more can we afford to waste? Behind the scenes, the 68-year-old publicly funded nonprofit. That's a government agency, for God's sake. Systematically plundered by top executives. Some $5 million misappropriated. Golf and entertainment, $85,000 worth of 76ers tickets to go to basketball games. These white nationalists are unbelievable the way they waste money. No, 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 it wasn't the white extremists. Not at all. It wasn't the patriot movement. Nope. No, it wasn't. And I'm not suggesting that Republicans and, and conservatives don't have their own corruption problems. You Go look at the... Um, the uh, um, NRA. What a disgrace. All right, I got to run. Here's the deal. This radio show, getting this book out, it's a new project. It's going to take some time. Uh, it's a whole new time commitment. In the beginning, it's hard, right? It's going to take me a little bit to where I can make it. E- the podcast is, you know, very self-sufficient right now. You know, people send me links. I have my breeding patterns. And it really comes together nicely. We got a nice, nice flow going here at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I'm taking on this new project. It's going to take time to get into that. And either way, it's another new project. And I've got big dreams for it. I'll keep you posted on it. I want to consume the whole podcast with it. But uh, I, there's a lot of ideas, places I want to take it. I want to syndicate it. I want to get it out there. I've got ideas on how to do that. I'm sure it won't happen overnight, but it's going to take work every day. In the meantime, I said, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to slow down on the podcast. I thought, should I go to the three day a week thing? Should I go to one day a week? I thought about it. I don't want to. I want to keep going. I think it's important for me to keep sharp on a variety of things. And so I want to stay at the five days a week. I said we're going to keep it a half hour. And uh, I was going to give you an update here on some of this. What's going on in the Middle East? It's not looking good. More and more chaos. More and more unrest. Where is it all headed? Uh, And also, Elon Musk made a big comment uh, about the state of the media. You're going to have to tune in tomorrow to find out. And uh, I'll give you the update. God willing, hopefully I'll be here tomorrow. There's a chance I might not be. I'm going to be in the studio. And um, I hope to come back and and do the podcast. But you know how things can work. We may may miss a day, but I'll be back soon. And we'll, we'll get the opening debut of Project Chaos out. And uh, in the meantime, please go to projectchaos.org, projectchaos.org. And uh, as you know, it'll be a good time to share that in the future. 
um, when the book gets a little closer to release and we get some podcasts posted, we can share that stuff out. And um, I've got a long list of veterans that um, uh, are interested in being on the show, but I, I want that. I want more. <laughs> I want to connect with as many veterans as I can. And uh, if you know of anybody or if you think you would like to be on, you'd like to be on that interview list, I'd love to have you on there. And uh, you can email me at info at ChristopherScottShow.com. But don't forget, go to ProjectChaos.org and go uh, enter your email there so I can let you know when the book's available. And I'll shoot out those podcast episodes as soon as they're available. I'll say this. I tell you, look, I put, I purposely put a lot of momentum in place going into the beginning of the year. I always do. I always put some momentum into it. This year, I don't know. I felt like it came together. And I keep saying, you know what? I feel like the wind is at my back here. And I'm going to milk it for everything it's got, baby. Everything I can put into it. 12 hours a day, 13 hours a day. I'm getting a little older. You know, when I was younger, I wouldn't be bragging about a 12-hour day. These days I am. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. If not, I'll see you Wednesday. Wish me luck on the radio. I'll see you back soon. Make it a great day.